Gail, are you on the call? I am on the call. All right, great, great. So, guys, welcome to today's call. We're going to get started here in about 60 seconds because we want to get on this call and we want to get you guys some great content, have some fun. I've got on the line today Gail Pelto from, can I say the company name, Gail? Is that all right? Sure. sure. ABC Realty in Destin, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's with she's with the with the great Keller Williams Realty up in Destin, Florida. If you guys haven't visited Destin and or if you have referrals, make sure that you call and go visit Gail up there. It's a really a great, beautiful part of the western uh, part of Florida, northern Panhandle area, and uh, really get up there and uh, go check it out. But if you ever need referrals or anything like that um, in that area. Make sure you, that you reach out to Gail because she'll help you out with that going on. So today, guys, uh, we're going to kick off here in about 30 seconds. And um, as you come on, please, if you can, please make sure your, fu- your, your phones are muted in the background. And then we'll open this up at the end of the call, uh, which should take between, say, 20 to 30 minutes right in that window. And um, unless we go on tangents on some things, which could happen from time to time. But if you have any questions about what we're going to be talking about, they might come to your head. You may have something now that you want to deal with as far as working with buyers, um, how to better structure your communication, finding them, qualifying them, anything along those lines, challenges you're faced with that you want to get answered. Uh, you know, we're going to open the line up for that to make that happen. So, um, we're here for you in any way that we can to bring the value to you in this call today. So I appreciate that. So, um, guys, it's right now 12.02 according to my Google clock, and let's kick this off. So, Gail, welcome to the call, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's group call, and we're going to have a lot of fun today, as I said in my emails to you guys. and. Really appreciate your time and being here today, and we're going to respect that because we're going to give you guys a tremendous amount of value in the shortest period of time that we can, while at the same time hoping to answer some of your questions about working with buyers. You know, and as I noted in my email uh, with you guys, I want to clear the air before we go on here, is um, I've been working with Gail for a long time, and just so you guys understand, she's not quote-unquote a buyer's agent. She's just really good at working the sales process, whether it is a, le- a seller or it is a buyer, and she works the structure, and it, it really keeps her, I'm not sure, Gail, does it keep you sane or insane? <laughs> so, um, it keeps me less insane. Less insane. <laughs> That's even better. Okay, so it keeps her less insane because she has a structure. And, and you'll note from Gail, and I'll speak on, on, as you'll get to know here in a couple of seconds, um, she's got great energy, um, very, very open-hearted person, meaning that uh, she delivers more than she expects and sometimes gets, you know, a lot of times. But at the end of the day, you're going to find that uh, I want you to kind of listen to what she says today. We're going to kind of chit-chat back and forth with some questions. and uh, But I want you to hear and I want you to listen for some things that are what I like to call distinctions, you know, whether it's voice, it's tonality, uh, energy level, answers to the questions, the response to those questions, and articulate them for yourself. Um, because a lot of these things, as I like to say with Gail, um, I'm going to say that she doesn't hear me say this often with her, but enough mm-hmm. to say that um, 
she's got a a way about herself that I think would be worthy of anybody uh, modeling. Okay. I don't want you to become Gail because that's the last person you want to become. You want to be yourself. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but what we want to make sure is that we model some of the attributes, guys. And this whole connection, you know, and one of the things that my business plan this year, um, the connection between skills, habits, and mindset, if you will, and how we articulate that. And I want you to kind of connect some dots here as we talk today. So learn more than just a bunch of information. Learn what you're hearing, how you hear it, how we, how we kind of interact here, and then we'll go from there. So, guys, welcome to the call. Let's kick this off. So, Gail, um, as I said, you're from Destin, Florida. Give us a quick background on yourself. Um, let us know about who, you know, where you've come from, when you started in the business, and I'm going to let you carry that forward for a quick second or two. Sure. I've, uh, I uh, actually come from a hospitality background. I worked with a company based out of Dallas, Texas for 23-plus years. In sales, and I was first in the, the food and beverage end of it and then went into the membership sales part of it and then did some training for future membership directors coming into our corporation. Uh, originally from Michigan, um, moved to Florida with that company down to the Clearwater area in 1999. Um, long story longer, got out of it, and this is my seventh year in real estate. What I tell people, and I teach some classes at our, at our office, is that if I can change careers in mid-50s and be successful, for all of you out there that aren't in that age yet, bracket yet, you have the opportunity to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, seven years in the real estate business. At Mike, I think I've been with you about three and a half, four, and I think I'm committed for the next five. <laughs> to 10 so to 20 was, years, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a weak moment. Yeah. Um, and like Mike said, I, I, I don't um, – I don't search out buyers, and uh, I learned early on that uh, statistically buyers take 16 hours and sellers take four, and so it just economically made more sense to work on getting listings. However, my fifth year in the business, which is just a couple years ago now, um, 80% of my business was repeat clients, and some of those were buyers, so I had to figure out a way to still care for them without slighting them, but without taking me out of the office to driving around in a car for eight hours because it's the last thing I want to do. Mm. Um, I have better things to do to do with my time. So that's my uh, background to this point. Okay, great, great. And so, so you, um, you carry listings and you obviously work with buyers. Where Your buyers come from typically, uh, you mentioned some repeat and things like that. Uh, do you get them from listings as well because you have the listings? You get those calls? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get, I get the sign calls. More frequently than not, they work with an agent, but, you know, that's one of my first calls. Um, you know, that, you know, I'm assuming since you reached out to me directly that you're not working with an agent. And I kind of clear that up right up front mm-hmm. before I go on because it's probably the most important question if you have a buyer calling you off of, off of the sign. And right. then if they are working with another agent, you can gracefully say, well, then it's probably better that you have that agent call me since you hired them to represent you. You did hire them, right? You sent an agreement. So, um, and, th- and then I go from that point. I actually have four contracts going right now. Only one of them is a listing. Three of them are buyers. One of them I met on the plane. One was a referral from an agent in Pennsylvania, and one was a referral from a, another buyer. 
Wow. I didn't show any of them houses. And so, so that's the the <laughs> nightgown the nightgown discussion, right? You're somebody else is doing it while you're hanging out in your nightgown at the house, right? And doing your that's work it. here. Okay. That's it. Cool, that's it. cool. <laughs> so, so, so when you're talking to your buyers <clears throat> on the phone, and we'll get into some specific steps in a second here. Um, I mean, maybe we can just lead into it with this question here. But uh, you get me on the phone and uh, I'm a buyer interested in doing something, where, where do you go with your conversation? How do you kick it off? And Just give me a general piece on that, please. Well, the, the, because I'm in a, a resort community, um, we get a lot of people that are just looking, right? They come, they save up all year, they come here for a week, and they just want to see if they can afford the dream. So the first thing I want to clear up is, are, are you looking to buy today, or is this a 10-year dream? Because uh, if it's a 10-year dream, I, I have an agent I can refer you to. Um, but if they're looking to buy today, um, then I go dig deeper and get more information about, um, about whether or not they're paying cash, if they need financing, that before even go out, they need to be pre, uh, pre-qualified by a lender. If they don't have one, I give them my lender. Um, if they're paying cash, then we need proof of funds and, and go through that part of it and then go into the particulars of what they're actually looking for and then what the process is. Um, So without going through every single step, it's, you know, are you looking to buy today? Are you pre-qualified? Or do you have the money to pay for it? When are you coming down here? What are you looking for? Um, And if all of those go positive, then I go into my process and how how, how we go forward from that point. Now, is this on your initial call, or is this something that you might set up later, or it depends? Uh, how would you place that? It depends. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they're calling me and they're out of state and they're coming to town, um, I'll go through some of those particulars on the initial call. Mm-hmm. Like, are you buying today? Have you been qualified what you're looking for? And then when they get here, I'll schedule an appointment with them and one of my showing agents to sit down and go through uh, my service commitment and then the exclusive buyer brokerage agreement. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you're qualifying them depending upon the call and the person on the phone if they're coming into town. Uh, is there ever a time that you, let's say you start this out and you feel, even though they're not coming in town, you might go to another appointment on the phone to get into more detailed questions and then go into your service agreement, or would that be on that initial call? It's assuming they're not coming into town. They're just out of state at the moment. They're not planning to come into town. Will you have a longer conversation then, or will you say, okay, yeah. great, well, it looks like we need to set an appointment. Let's talk tomorrow at 4 or would 5 be better type of thing. How would you handle that? Yeah, the, the same process as okay. you would do with a listing appointment. It's like I'm, I'm going to send you my service commitment to you and the things that I'll do to help you get the home of your dreams, and I'll send you um, our agreement so that we can proceed and do it the exact same way as, uh, as doing a listing agreement. I've only had pushback one time mm-hmm. um, when presenting it, and it was because they were working with another agent 75 miles west of me in Pensacola, and they didn't want to slight that person. And, and, and so they were, they were a little hesitant about signing it, and then they – they said they had never seen one of these before. Well, you know, nobody else has asked us to sign it. And I just said, really? I said, you're working with professional real estate agents, and they're not forming an agreement with you. 
and, it, and, and, and they signed it, you know. And, and I excluded the guy from Pensacola. I said, okay, we'll exclude the Pensacola area. But when you decide to buy here, it'll be me. And so I, I agreed to take him off because they felt some loyalty to him. And I, and I was okay with that. And they bought here, and so it was all good. Nice. Okay, so, so now let's, let's now get a little bit more specific, okay? Okay. And for the moment, let's just assume that they're, you're going to meet with them face-to-face. Now, you said, I heard you say, you meet them along with your showing agent. Uh, does the showing agent a part of the consultation process, or is it just a quick intro yeah. and then you take it over, or how do you handle it? Let's just chunk this out real quick on that. What do you do there? Okay. My showing agents tend to be newer agents, mm-hmm. right? So um, it gives them an opportunity to make a little bit of money but also learn. So I present them as my showing agent. So the assumption is they're part of my quote-unquote team. Mm -hmm. And I want them to sit through the whole process so that they can see how I interact with the client. And then I turn them over to her. So it's a a handoff. It's a, well, let's meet face-to-face so we can build this great relationship. Mm. By the way, here's Misty. Misty's my showing agent. She'll be the person that will be taking you out this afternoon and showing you all these great properties that together we have pulled for you. Um, she won't be doing the negotiating process. That's the part that I'll take care of. And, um, and that seems to work well because they don't feel slighted. The only time it, that didn't happen it was when I was in Spain two months ago and I had somebody coming into town and called the showing agent and she met them at the first property. And they, and they were fine and we negotiated the contract and that's one of the ones that's under contract now. Okay. So. And, and do you, uh, and so um, does Misty, um, nego- she doesn't negotiate the deal. Does she write up no. the contract physically no. or is that, you know, once she shows them we want to buy this and then it goes to you and you do the balance of everything. Is that how it works? Uh, I do the balance of everything. Gotcha. And then of course my transaction coordinator takes, takes care of it after that. Okay. Um, again, I'm using newer agents, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I pay them a percentage of my commission. I pay them 10% of my commission up to a maximum of $2,000 so that they've got some skin in the game so that they learn how to, you know, I want them to sell the property, not just unlock the door and say, well, go ahead in and then come out, right? So, um, and, and by the way, I've taken these showing agents with me through a house so that they know how I show property. Mm. Okay. You know, so, so, so they they already know what 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 we're gonna do. And, and do so, you have? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go on. No, I was gonna say, do you have? Um, I mean, I like that one thing right there. That seems like a standard. In other words, if you bring on a showing agent, you're gonna let them work with you to see how you work, your style, etc. And that's the expectation you establish with them. Is that correct? That's make, correct. Yeah. Okay. Great. And the and the agreement that they sign too. I mean, I protect my assets, right? So uh-huh. my agreement says that they're going to act as a showing agent for me for this particular client. This is how you're going to get paid. I do an example of how they're going to get paid, including a referral, so they understand that after the referral goes out to a referral agent, then they get ten percent of what I'm left with. Mm-hmm. And I and then I and and then I have a disclaimer in there that says that any and all future real estate referrals procured from that client are mine. So they can't go back after them. So mm-hmm. I protect my assets on that. Good. And I let them know, too, if they decide to quit before the transaction closed, they're not getting any money. So if they decide they're not going to be that showing agent anymore, 
then all bets are off and, and that and they sign it and I sign it and I keep it in our documentation so that they know how they're gonna get paid. Because they still have to get paid through the broker. Cool. And so cool. whatever broker fees come out that happens too. Okay. So you have an agreement with your buyers, uh your showing agent. You're not called a buyer agent, your showing agent. And uh they get ten percent up to two thousand. That's of the after the split commission, correct? And everything Correct. is it's paid out, commission. referral fees, et cetera, right? Okay. Right. Cool, cool. Do you have any number? Do they, do they ask you, hey, do you have any numbers that I can count on every month from you, Gail? Like, can I count on two deals from you every month, or is that kind of open-ended or case-by-case, case, um, you know, so they don't feel like they're slighted or not so much slighted, but uh, that they're not, they can't count on you for a bunch of stuff. They have to do other things. And can they work with other agents if they need to, if they're not, if you're not bringing them a lot of volume, how does that work out? Yeah, They're not, they're not on the Gail Pelto and associates team. Mm -hmm. They're their own, they're their own agents. Right. They just have to be new and they don't have any business. So um, I, they're getting an education and they can show, but they don't work for me. And so there is no promises, you know. So the, the, I get a call and I call them and say, hey, listen, I've got so-and-so coming into town. Do you want to act as the showing agent uh, with them? They're looking mm. at buying in the next two to four months. Cool. And I have a couple different people that I can call for that. Okay, so. Because I can do, I can go get more business sitting in the office. And, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I'm at a time in my life, too, where I don't want a bunch of employees because I, I think I'm a better agent than I am a team leader. A boss or a jefe? Yeah. 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 I'm just at a different point in my life where I don't want to do that. I mean, if I was 40, I'd probably have a big old team, but I'm not. I don't. Well, I I think too also, Gail, um, you know, you don't have to do that necessarily because you can leverage yourself out. And one of the things I just took away from something that just came to my mind is that, you know, you don't have to be doing guys a lot of volume to bring on a showing assistant if you will. You know, they're available to you. If you work in larger offices, some of you guys on the call that I see today are independent. You're working on your own. You may have one or two people that might work for you, and you might not have access to that, but that's still accessible to you if you create relationships outside of your offices, if you're a, so to speak, one-person operation, right? But, um, you know, you don't have to do a lot of volume in order to to feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't have enough leads to bring somebody on and have that. Is that where I'm going? Is that correct, Gail, in your mindset, yeah. uh, part of this here? Yeah. yeah. And in yeah. my mind, too, if you're starting out and you're a single agent and, you're, and you want to start a team at a later point, this is a good way to, yeah. mm. to, to stay on track with making sure you're time blocking to do your, your uh, lead generation, your prospecting calls, and still help people that call you off a sign, you know. And so, right. you know, the um, the sign calls, you know, as long as you determine that they don't have an agent they're working with, or they don't they don't have a agent that they're beholden to, then you can you can you know say, all right, well let's do this, and I'll see if my showing agent can show you at the time that you want to see it tomorrow. You know, it we need a twenty four hour access kind of a thing. So. Um, it allows you to still be part of it. They still and now and now the client on their side too feel like, wow, I'm working with somebody who's got a team of people, quote right. unquote, right? Right. So subtracted con- everybody subcontracted, but you know, I have it's the illusion that I'm something bigger, right? Yep. And so yep. there's more hands to take care of them. 
Well, and the thing is, you're leading the team that's not committed right. to being on your team, so to speak, right? But there, right. but you, you, but you make them, or you have them understand that there is the Gail Pelto standards, because frankly, it is your name up front on the line, whether it's contractually or from marketing, signed calls, etc., right? That are that people right. see, and then you want that representation to follow suit, right? So, Correct. so, so, guys, this, I, this is like wasn't expected, okay, as sometimes these calls go, but this is pure nuggets here, guys. I mean, I want you to grab onto this because, guys, you know, you often think, I mean, 10% of a net commission of your commission after your splits is negligible per hour. You know, if you think about what might be involved and then you cap it, like Gail said, we, we talked about this last week or so, that if she's doing a multi-million dollar property, um, she's not obligated to pay a five or ten or fifteen thousand dollar commission to a showing agent for opening a door. So they're limited to that. You're not at risk. She gets the job done. She can go out there get more listings, and she doesn't have to have anybody on payroll. And they come along. She has a couple of them at hand, right? So um, right. that that's uh, any any thoughts on that further, Gail? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and they don't have to be in your brokerage. My showing agent for that yeah, they, client in Spain was not available on the day that they were coming in and they had a short window they had four hours they were going to be here i used a friend of mine who is a broker who has her own office i used one of her agents as a showing agent mm. same same commitment you know the only thing that changed on the on the commitment um and and the only reason that happened was i wasn't in a position because i was in europe to dig around and find somebody else in my own office. So I was traveling with Lisa. I said, hey, Lisa, do you think Paxton would be a showing agent for me? And just where it says how they'll be paid, it would say that it was being paid through her brokerage and not mine. Wow. What a, what a, what a country <laughs> based on relationships. I love it. I mean, this is eye-opening, guys, to, to you know, I, I want to work with buyers, and but I don't have the time, but I know I should be getting listings so I can leverage my life and my time so I could be with Gail in Spain, right, or Belgium, right. or where'd you go, Ireland, and she was traveling for a few weeks, and uh, she was sending me these slurry messages via WhatsApp, so I'm not going to share what those were, you know, Mike, I'm in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she's drinking the beer from the castles, but anyway, guys, so, so that's a, a Tremendous takeaway that uh, I know I got for sure, um, and you and you make this distinction as a business person, guys. You know this value add that you can bring to the table, and I think the the, the larger thought on this too is that the perception is is that you got the team. You know that now you're not competing against the guy who says, "Oh, I got 15 people on my team, and I got 15 buyer agents and 900 showing agents, and I got four transaction coordinators." No, you guys have that access if you're a one-man band. So it doesn't really matter. And so this is very, very powerful. I appreciate that. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, Gail, so now let's talk now um, real quickly as we segue. You, you, you got the intro. You got him in the office. You introduced Misty. Um, you go through that process, intro, stuff like that. Um, how long do you anticipate those meetings typically go for? Do you, like, set it at a specific time, or is it kind of how it ends? Or what, what is your deal there, just on that note there real quick? Well, again, that can change a little bit. So if I've talked to him on the phone initially and I've been sending them properties, right, on an automatic drip through our, our MLS, and they've been sending properties back to put on their favorites list, then that meeting can go relatively quickly because we already know what they want to see. Right. 
if it's a first-time consultation, we'll go through this first part, and then we'll continue it with pulling up the MLS and kind of going through some of the things that they're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. But I usually try to get them, before I meet them um, uh, face-to-face, if they're coming in from out of town, I try to get them properties because that's quick to set up. And so that when they come in, it's like, okay, here's your five top properties we're going to go look at. Here's the neighborhoods they're in, you know, after we go through the service commitment and the brokerage relation agreement. And so that, that's a, a half hour. Misty's going to take good care of you. I go back to my office. Misty gets in her car, and they trail behind her to the first property they're seeing. Gotcha. So it could be a half hour. It's never more than 45 minutes to an hour. I don't okay. think it's ever been an hour. Okay, cool. Cool. So just for clarity on one thing, and um, I never necessarily did, I did it in the beginning, but as, as I started to build my business, I never really did that. Um, so you actually will send them some things even before you get them on a buyer agreement, uh, you know, some properties, some things that you talked about on the phone. And is that before you've qualified them or is that kind of, I'm looking for a half a million dollar property or when would you make the decision? I'm okay sending these people some properties before meeting and getting a consultation signed. It's after I pre-qualify them that they're looking to buy. Now. Okay. If they're not looking to buy now, I'll refer them to my showing agent <laughs> and take a 25% referral fee. Ah. You know, if they're, if they're saying, well, we're going to retire in five to ten years, well, hell, I'm hoping to win the lotto and be gone by then. So here, let me just <laughs> refer you out, yeah. and then I can just uh, collect the check when you close with them. Um, so it's, it's, if I've pre-qualified them, then I'll start them up on a drip. Okay, gotcha. And, 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 and you know, m- most of the times I like to meet them face-to-face to go over, just like you would a listing agreement, right, mm-hmm. to go over the, 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 the exclusive buyer brokerage agreement. Because I think, I think they want to be comfortable with you, too, before they sign their life away saying they're going to pay you X amount of dollars if they buy a home. Right. So um, I think I, I have to build that relationship. So if it's a little bit beforehand on the phone and then it's at 30 minutes and consultation in the office, then, then that's good. Okay. So now let's go now. So that's that's part of the initialing, initially, uh, initial steps that we're going through here. Okay, so now you're in the consultation without getting into all of the questions, obviously. So you're getting into the who, the what, the where, the when, the why. Tell me more about that. Uh, right. In that conversation, your ideal home, paint the picture for me. Is that kind of where you go with it? Is it open-ended? Is it arbitrary? Do you lead it? Is it more of a conversation? Uh, how, do you play I, that, I, I, how do you play that out, please? I, I have a form that I fill out. Okay, right? great. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's their name, you know, what's their preferred contact method, whether they're financing or as a cash purchase, how soon are they purchasing the, the, the property type they look for, right, the specifics, and then their must-haves and their wishes. Okay. Right? So if they have to have a garage, I know I'm not going to pull any properties that don't have a garage, right? Okay. You know, if they, if they want to have a pool, then we'll pull properties that have pools, and maybe we'll properties that don't have pools, and maybe some of them are, have space for them to add their own pool. Mm-hmm. and uh, stuff that they don't want. You know, they want a single story. They don't want a two-story, right? They're, they want to, They don't care if it's a two-story, but they want a first-floor master. So I try to, to get all of those things. But, and that's usually pre-qualifying once I have them on the phone. Okay. Um, and, and then when they come in, then we talk a little bit more, and then I go through my service commitment. Okay. And the things that, 
I'm going to do. All right, so let's get there in a second. I just want to go back on something. So on the consultation itself, whether it's on the phone or face-to-face, you don't, th- these questions that you're asking are not off the top of your head with you with a yellow notepad in front of you, hopefully with ink in your pen. You have the actual format. You're asking the questions looking eyeball to eyeball with the person assuming they're sitting with you, and you're asking the questions and filling in the blanks. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, for one, it makes me look like I'm a professional. And the other thing is I'm a high eye. And <laughs> she ain't remembering nothing. It keeps, it, keeps me, it keeps me focused. Yeah. Or at least brings me back to focus once I do go off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so guys, for as, for as, my takeaway on that is for as crazy as Gail is, they're going to still see her as a professional. <laughs> so that's, that's the good part because she has that. And, and really, just like a doctor, Gail, Right? Would you agree that we don't want to let people, we don't want to let these things off the hook when we know, oh, I forgot to ask that one question about a garage, and you didn't tell me that. Well, you never asked me, Mike, you know, that type of thing, right? So, so, right. so yeah, so that Q&A right there. So, okay, so now we got that complete, and, and, I, and I've got to be confident that, you know, as you go through this, and then you may show one or two or three homes, you may have to come back and revisit and make some changes as necessary because what they said initially may not be exactly what it is when you went out to look, so you might need to make some adjustions there. Does that sometimes happen? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. They may decide that, you know, this isn't the neighborhood for them or um, they kind of they kind of went through the finances again, and with the association fees, they need to adjust their their, their purchase price and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So now let's move into, um, I like to call this the value add proposition to what you guys are, you know, wondering, well, how do these agents, you know, like Gail, how, how do they, which is a very rare breed of them that actually do this process, which we're going to talk about now. So if you're going to hang up, I mean, don't go just, change a meeting, cancel the listing, even if it's a million-dollar listing appointment, because this is going to be real important. Because I think, that, Gail, this is, a, this is a very fine line. You know, there's always this, let's take a listing, and then we sign a what? Listing agreement, right? right. And we don't, we don't take a listing and market it and put it on the MLS without an agreement, right? And right. understandably, that's the logic of the whole process. However, it has never been formulated, even though it's been around for a long time, um, that people had this standard in our business that they would sign a buyer agreement with an agent, with a with a client, and there's a there's a binding legal document that has them committed to the agent and the agent committed to the buyer. And there's repercussions as far as if they go somewhere else, they buy a for sale by owner, they walk to a home builder, they do a deal under another agent, that the that you guys are protected because of this documentation. Now I'm not going to be a lawyer here and say I don't know what your state documentations are please seek the advice of a of a competent uh, you know attorney in your area or your brokers or managers or whatever the case is but make sure that that document is clearly spelled out you understand what it is but i'm not going to get there just yet because i want to go what causes people to actually sign in my humble opinion and gail you may agree with me or not but my humble opinion this step that gail takes right now in the in these steps here is going to be the one that's going to i feel is going to help them say where do I sign? I want to work with you. So, Gail, what is that thing that you do? There? You, you mentioned it a few times, that service agreement. Tell me a little bit about that, please, and everybody on the call. Yeah. 
it's a, so after we get through the initial thing, and, and, I'll, and I'll joke and say, okay, I'm pretty confident that I want to work with you. Do you want to work with me? I mean, I mean it's, that's the conversation. Mm-hmm. And the service commitment is kind of the equivalent of your marketing plan of action for listings, mm-hmm. right? That says everything you're going to do to get their house sold. This is everything you're going to do to help them find a house or condo or townhouse or whatever you're looking for. And so it is 10 items um, that uh, goes through what my service objective is working with them. And and the objective is simple, to get you what you want and the time you want with the least amount of hassle. And then as I go through each one of them, I initial them. You you and I will work together to find your home, and we'll work to schedule showings on days and times that are mutual agreeable, agreeable, and I initial that. Um, do you want me to go through each one? Yeah, just give me a brief online on, but yeah, go ahead, please. If it, I'm good okay. with that. Yeah, I need you to do that. Yeah. You're a good coaching the, student. The, <laughs> I, I and my team will set up all the showings and answer any questions you have. We'll investigate all the new homes every weekend. We'll be calling you as needed or at least once a week to update you on what the market's doing uh, or if anything new has or hasn't come up, if interest rates are changed. Um, that we feel that's important. We initial that. When you're let, ready to look at property, <clears throat> call me directly to schedule a time, and please uh, try to call at least 24 hours prior. Um, I go over who our preferred mortgage lender is, and her name is in here, mm-hmm. the company and her phone number, that she'll, you know, to go ahead and call her because she'll provide you with competitive interest rates, quick loan approval, and she'll work like a dog basically for you like I'm going to, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let us do all the work. Um, call me right away. If they see any homes in magazines, newspapers, Craigslist, or whatever, or if they're out driving and they see a sign, right, mm-hmm. just call me immediately. And if they find out their neighbor's house is for sale or for rent and they want to buy it, call me because I can research everything and then set up an appointment to see it. Um, so I let them know that we continually search the market for them and that we'll show them the best three to five homes that fit their criteria. Um, and that if it doesn't fit their needs, like we spoke recently, that we'll work with you to better define their needs. Um, I also give them a stack of business cards, like mm. five to ten cards. Okay, good idea. And if, you should, if you're out uh, visiting open houses, you know, if they're driving around open houses, if they go into a developer community, if they see a for sale by owner, and they walk up to it, that I instruct them to hand that card out and let them know immediately that, the, that this is the agent that they're working with. Um, and I also remind them that the developer agent is working for the developer and I'm working for them. So it'd be beneficial if they let me work. What they're hiring me to do is to right. work on their behalf. I let them know um, what percentage of list price that the homes in the counties that they're looking at mm. are selling for. Good one. Mm-hmm. So if, there's, if they're selling at 98% of list price, to keep that in mind when we go to make an offer. Um, and then I... I, we appreciate referrals. You know, now that you're looking at new homes, it's just like when you buy a car, right? So I bought an Audi, and all of a sudden I, there's a million Audis, right? Right. <laughs> it just happens. When you're out looking for a new home, now everybody's going to say, hey, I'm looking for a new home too. Yep. Another reason to give them a stack of business cards. Hey, I'm working with this great agent. And then the last one is if you have any questions or comments or, um, you know, to, to call me immediately, and um, I'll, I'll do what I can for them. And then I date it, I sign it, and I hand it them. Okay. 
and that's and it goes in their file because they get a folder from me. They get a folder from <laughs> you. Okay. So guys, there, there's they get one a folder with me with my um, preferred vendors in it, right? They yeah. get a copy of their service commitment. And I'm sure if you if needs be, you have them maybe talk to your title agent or inspectors if necessary to make that intro things like that. That's as you know yeah. to kind of make them feel comfortable. Yeah. Guys, I want to, one thing in there that uh, there's a couple things, but one of them I just before I forget it was you know this reticular activating system in our mind. You guys have all experienced it. Like Gail said, you buy a car, you drive out of the lot at the dealer, and all of a sudden everybody's got the same exact car that you have because that's what your focus has been for the last multi hours sitting at the car dealer, and so you're going through this experience. And when people are buying or when they are selling, this radar is up, this reticular activating system is in place. So it's a very unconscious thing, but it's a very powerful force. And if you don't if you don't lay out kind of what Gail well not kind of, but everything that Gail talked about here, this is where some people just kind of get lost because they're out there perusing the internet or they're making their calls or doing whatever and they're just doing their deal and as a result they end up you know unconsciously talking to another agent or calling on a sign or going to a builder and things like that and then you could lose them from there okay so just wanted to make that point there Gail you still with me right yep okay great all right and then the other thing uh, just to iterate here is when Gail said she has this list in front of her it's about 10 items and on the left-hand side of the list, if I can remember what that looks like, it has a place for her to put her initials. And as she's saying what she's going to be doing, her initials reinforce her personal commitment, and they see that she's going to be doing these things. So the initials might seem kind of, well, why do I need to initial when I could just sign it at the bottom uh, and or just give it to them? But the initials commit them to you or they see that you're committed to that particular activity on that list and you're initialing each one of those items right gail so you're going down that list you're initialing right. and they get a copy of that yeah so right. very very important okay so now before we let's kind of wind this down a little bit and let's get into okay gail so what's the next step after that now we move into what then I, after I have them do that, that's when I have them sign the exclusive broker buyer agreement, and okay. I go through um, our obligations, what the broker's obligations are. And this is a Florida real estate form. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that a lot of other people probably have the same form. And the big part about it, there's a part that says retainer, right? Mm-hmm. There's a non-refundable retainer fee of. And I put $1,000 in it, and then I cross it out and say waived. Okay. <laughs> right? Because it looks like I'm giving them something back. Sure. And then it goes through compensation. And so I, the first part of it is purchase or exchange, is that, um, that I'll be paid 3%. Right? On mm-hmm. anything that they purchase, and I do this agreement for a year. So if we start it today, it's going to go through December 4th of next year. And it's for any property they buy in the state of Florida. Okay. <laughs> from zero to, if they say it's a, they're looking for a $300,000 home, I say from zero to a million dollars. Okay. Because <laughs> we've all had people who had more money and they ended up spending more anyway, right? Yep. And then I, when I go through that, I say, typically the seller's agent is going to absorb this commission, right? And as the long 3%. as they pay me, you pay Right. 3%. You're going to okay. pay me nothing. 
I will tell you there are discount agents and brokers out there. So let's say I show you a property and they're only paying 2% to the buyer side. You'll be responsible for that 1%. However, we will take that into consideration when we're making the offer. Okay. So let's say 1% is $2,500. Mm-hmm. I'll let them know we'll take that into consideration because you're going to be compensating for this. It may not work. However, we're going to try to get it at $2,500 below what you're, you really want to pay for it or really are willing to pay for it. Okay. So you work and that on the negotiating side. Over. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. work it out on the negotiating side. And so um, as long as I go through that service commitment first, yeah. then the brokerage agreement is uh, easy to get them to sign. And again, you know, that service commitment is kind of like your marketing plan of action. Much easier to do a listing agreement if you go through what you're going to do for them than if you just said, here, sign here. Right. Okay. So um, So I want to do something with you, just a quick role play, okay? And I want to more go towards the opening. You don't have to get into the detail of the plan, but maybe let's just do the opening. You already talked just now about the middle part of it, and then – how you wrap it up, let's say, get them to sign the contract, so to speak. So, so uh, you've transitioned. Let's do this. You, like, you know how I am here. I like the transitioning piece because that transition is very critical to the success of the next step, guys. And how you make that transition, write that down, how I make that transition could make or break how you move in because it, should, it shows confidence, it shows authority, it shows predominance in your conversation, and it will get them to sign the contract if you do it well enough. And hopefully, Gail, you'll do good on this, but I'm not worried about that. And if not, we're not testing you here. But anyway, okay. so I want, to, I want to go from the, okay, so now the next step here, Gail. Let's go through that just real quick so people can hear, because I want these folks to hear how it's done. You know, the guts are the, of the contract or something, you know, that's similar, and then the close. But let's go through the transition, and let's move from there. So I'm the client. I'm from New York, so let's make it happen. Okay. So yeah. we've just gone through the service commitment? Yeah. Right? You're making the transition now to the next step of the, of the consultation. Okay. Great. Mike, all right, so this is the service commitment. I'm signing it and dating it here. I'm going to put this in your folder so that you have it, so you know what I've promised to do. And let's move over to our agreement then, which will solidify us working together. So this is what we call the buyer brokerage um, exclusive buyer, buyer brokerage agreement. And I just want to go through these. And So this is your name. This is my name. This is the brokerage. Our term of agreement is going to start today, December 4th, and it will terminate either when you buy a property and close or one year from today. And I have this down here that you're interested in a single-family detached home. You're looking in both Okaloosa and Walton counties, and that your price range that you're currently looking in is anywhere from zero to a million dollars. Do I have that right? Yeah, you do. Okay, great. And you've been pre-qualified by Eglin Federal Credit Union. Is that correct? Yes, uh uh-huh. We talked and met with them yesterday. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And your preferred terms and conditions is is you want to put 30% down and finance the balance. Is that correct? Yep, that's it. Okay, great. All right. The fourth thing is our obligation. And so I'm going to go through our broker's obligations. So we're going to use our professional knowledge and skills. You want me to be professional and skillful, correct? Well, you better be. I mean, I tell you. 
<laughs> Great. And we're going to assist you in determining your capability and financing options so that financially you can get what you want so that when we go out and look at something, we're not looking above your budget. Yeah. We're also going to discuss all your property requirements, which we've done a little bit now, and uh, assist you in locating and, uh, and viewing all the suitable properties based on, on our service commitment. And then we're going to, on, on your behalf, we'll contact, um, we'll contract for the property and monitor all the deadlines and close any resulting uh, transactions. And we'll cooperate with the other real estate folks that are working with the seller. And so you're hiring us to do all those things on your behalf, correct? Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Now, other buyers, you need to understand that, and this hasn't happened to me yet, but it could, we could get another buyer that comes in and decides they, they want the same property that you want. Okay. And so what's going to happen if that happens, we'll let you know. Um, we will not let them know how much you're offering. Um, we're not going to disclose any of those kind of terms and conditions with another buyer that might look at it, but we need to let you know that that, that could happen. Like I said, in the seven years I've been doing this, it hasn't happened to me yet, but now that I've said it, it'll probably happen tomorrow, <laughs> um, <laughs> that we're going to abide by the Fair Housing Act so that we're not going to participate in any act that will unlawfully discriminate on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familiar status, country of national origin or any other category protected under federal state law. So you know that we're going to be lawful. That's good with you? Yep, that's good with me. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go through your obligations. And, and so your obligations is that you're going to, we're going to conduct all the negotiations and efforts to locate the suitable property through the broker and that you're going to, um, if you're contacted by the seller or real estate licensee, I should be reading this slower. Buyer agrees to cooperate with broker in accomplishing the objectives of this agreement. And so it goes through a list of objectives. I'm not going to bore everybody. No, that's uh, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Longer on that. Yeah. And then the retainer part, I told you, I put $1,000 in and then I cross it out and hit waive. And then I go through the compensation portion of it. Okay. That compensation is earned when during the term of this agreement or any renewal or extension a uh, buyer, any person acting for or on behalf of the buyer, contracts to acquire real property is specified in this agreement. The buyer will be responsible for paying the broker the amount specified below, which is the 3% that I put right here, plus any applicable taxes, but will be credited with any amount that the broker receives from the seller or, or real estate agent licensee who's working with the seller. And that's how I explain the 3% that we talked about earlier. Gotcha. Okay. And then there, we go through, there's a protection period, and the protection period I put is 180 days. So if they go back and buy a property that I've showed to them, or my showing agent has showed to them, I'm still owed the commission. Uh, talk about early termination, that the buyer may terminate this agreement at any time. It's written notice, but will remain responsible for paying the compensation from the early termination date to the termination date, um, plus the protection period. Um, and, and then that's pretty much it. And then I just say initial here and, and sign here, and, and we're done. So you don't say, do you have any questions about this? You just go on the assumptive side and say, yeah. guys, that's yeah, it. Go ahead, initial here and sign. Together. That's it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because we, we already agreed we're going to work together, right? Yeah. 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 So, so guys, 
portion yeah. in this is because we're a single agency. We go through the, the single agent notice and the transition to transaction broker stuff, but um, uh, that's just for our particular thing. So, so, guys, if you listened on that one, for sure, it, the, what it comes down to is just make your transition, go immediately into your agreement, don't say, I have to explain this to you, you know, we're doing this and it's a part of our office and it's a standard requirement, none of that stuff. You don't need to make that up until, it, you might need to say it at some points with some people, but guys, if you just make it as a natural transition of your process, your step one, two, three, and then this is the fourth step, then it just makes your life easier. You won't get in, you won't get under a bus because you're going over this. And again, Gail, listening to her she's intimate with this package and she knows what she's uh she's read this before she knows her numbers and and it's really not that difficult once you do it enough and then you'll you know the first or second time or third time you might get a bit of you know jitters involved but don't let it get to you and just make it what it is and that's a commitment for them to be loyal to you because I don't want to suggest to my clients as a coach that you work with buyers who are not going to be committed to you. And if, frankly, if they don't sign the paperwork, Gail, what would you do, just out of curiosity? I, I, I would say, well, you know what, I appreciate you coming in and I enjoyed meeting you. I, don't think, uh, I think you may um, require some uh, additional services that I can't for you, so with your permission, I'm going to go ahead and find you another agent. Boom. Done deal, guys, okay? Because if they're not loyal to her, or maybe they misunderstood something in the, in the, in the, in the uh, document, that maybe could be addressed. But fundamentally, if they don't want to sign it, no ticky, no eaty. We don't let you go in our car and go out with Misty and me, and we do all these things because of this. And a good percentage, guys, if they're doing this at face-to-face -face with you or they're having a consultation on the phone, they're going to probably – commit to signing that agreement. You know, it's not arbitrary. This is the way it has to be, okay? If, if, if you come in and you go through a service commitment with these people and you, and, you, and you show them that you really care to get them what they want and you're going to work hard for them, then signing the agreement shouldn't be an issue. Right. Um, you know, and, if, if, and in my opinion is I'm not going to run around all over town and spend all this time on you and, and get this agreement signed by Misty and put this all in here and set you all up, but you have no loyalty to me. It's, it's a two-way street. I promise I'm going to do this for you. You promise I'm going to be your agent. You got it. That's right. And, guys, you know, I, I, not to be redundant here, but I'm going to go back. She said it again, and she said it actually three times, as I noted it here, that service agreement, this is your, this is your value proposition, what you're going to do for these people. That's a must-go-through. Okay, you must go through that with them. Otherwise, there's no other value that you're bringing to the table other than you sound like every other agent in the city who's doing the same exact thing or calling on a property. Oh, can you show me this house? Sure, I'll be there in, you know, 20 minutes. Just let me put my makeup on or let me shine my shoes. And they get in their car and they go meet people, strange people at a strange house of which there's no commitment or no nothing, right? And so they don't, they don't, I wouldn't sign anything. I don't think either any of us on this call today would sign anything without taking it for a test drive and understanding what am I going to go through before I make a final decision to make a serious decision such as buying a home. You know, so, Gail, this was um, really great, really great. Thanks.
I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you know, we've gone this. What we're into this fifty-two and a half minutes, and so um, I think if we kind of wrap this up, I think guys, you know, we'll open this up real quick. I know if you guys want to go, you're welcome to. But if there's anything else that you have any questions, I'm going to see if I can unmute uh, every. So does anybody have any questions? Maybe somebody can say, I have a question, but I don't really have one. I just want to make sure that this conference bridge is working. Can somebody do that, please? <laughs> okay, it's obvious that that's not working. Let me just do this. Hello. This is Hello. There's somebody. Hello, Linda. Linda How are you? Hi, Linda. So I Hello? came in about I came in about 10 minutes into the call. Do you hear me? Sure, I hear you now. Thank you. Okay. I came in about 10 minutes into the call. So I just wanted to understand one thing about the service agreement. I understand the contract because I'd used those forms before. When you're creating your own form and you're putting on different considerations about what you'll do for and with the client, when you're trying to have them come in and meet you, are you actually telling them that I'm going to have a little meeting with you, like in my office, or if they can't meet in your office, like in Starbucks, and just kind of go through these two forms with them? Or is that in Starbucks is too informal and you must meet in a private area? How, how do you actually tell them, I really need to meet with you for like a few minutes? After you've qualified them on the phone, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let's go ahead and set an appointment to meet. Um, we have a conference room in my office, or I can meet you in BFE at the at the Starbucks. What works best for you tomorrow at 2 or tomorrow at 4? I don't say I'm going to do it to go over two forms. It's to sit down and meet mm-hmm. and so that we can get all on the same page, right? Right. Okay. Okay. And, that and when you're put when you're presenting the service agreement, you just have it where uh-huh. as hi, um, this is the items that I, I mean. How are you? How does your form look? Is it basically saying a list of bullet points, or how do you how do you suggest that that gets said? Well, after we go through, I just want to confirm what we talked about on the phone, just like you would do on a listing appointment, right? You're looking for this. This is what you're doing. These are your must-haves. These are what you want, okay? And uh, I think that I'd love to work with you. Would you like to work with me? Yes, I would. Great. What I'd like to go through now is my service commitment to you since we've agreed to work together. And it's a form. It's got ten, It's numbered 1 through 10 to the left of 10. It's got a little slash mark where I initial as I go through each one of them. On the bottom it has the date and then another thing that says a signature by consulting slash consulting realtor slash agent and I sign that and I give it to them. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so Linda, that's, if you look in your emails from me when we originally worked together, um, it should be in your package of information working buyer paperwork, consultation paperwork. Because that's the okay. one that Gail, the one that you're using, is similar to the one that I gave you. Is that what it is? Yeah. Did you yeah. steal that one? I can't believe. How could you do that? I, I mean, benchmark- take- I, bench- I benchmarked it. Gosh, man, There's you steal no one idea. You're, you're a thief, but you take more than one, which Gail does. She's doing research, so 
Yeah, so Linda, I'll, I'll get that out. Let me do this. If it's okay with uh, Gail, I'll put this out to everybody. You guys can get it at realprofitbuilders.com. The document will be there. And just customize it with your letterhead and whatever else you want to put in there. Don't change the content of it. If you want to discuss it with me before you put it out there publicly, certainly send it to me after you've done whatever changes you've made to it. And let's confirm that it doesn't, uh, you know, you don't lose any value in it because of certain things. Let's just talk about that, okay? Make sense, Linda? Very good. Yes. And I, Gail, I Great wanted to say I like, I like the way that you positioned working with the showing agents because I'm an older woman, but this is my second career, shall we say, and I understand the time commitments. So it's very, I, I like the idea of maybe kind of teaming up or working with somebody. You're only going to pay them if the deal closes and you can explain right. how to show people a home and, you know, have them under your wing, so to speak, but you're only they're only getting paid if everything goes through. So it, yep. it's Yeah, it's well, and I everyone. know some other agents who pay an hourly wage, but I mean, or pays a flat fee. If you go show this property, I'll pay you 25 bucks. But then, then that showing agent doesn't have any skin in the game. Right, right. So Correct. they only get paid if it gets sold. So they're going to take a little bit more time and go, okay, this property is blah, 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 and, da, 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 and this has got this and it's got that. And and they're going to be a little bit more proactive in it while still getting the education. So, yep. um, <clears throat> Gail. And, and, Lin- and Linda and everybody on this call, please make sure that this is not kind of a – Linda, you said the word kind of. I'm going to think about doing this. Guys, just do that. Go back listen to this recording when I put it up online and go back to that. Listen Well, listen carefully to that, how she what we talked about there, because, guys, this was an aha for me in, in a lot of ways. Um, I know of it. I've, I've been around it. I work with people who do this. But when you hear it directly from somebody who's actually doing it every day or as, as, as much as Gail does, that this makes total sense, and it doesn't cost you a nickel. The only thing that you guys have to set up is set up your standards, how you're going to run your business, how you're going to operate your systems, what are your expectations from your showing agents, what are your expectations from your buyers, same as you would your sellers, same as you would any other teammates. And, and once you have that down, that standard, that fundamental, that very basic relationship understanding, then this technical thing of getting a showing agent that you can pull from anywhere, quite frankly, just make some calls. Like Gail said, you know, she had somebody from another company doing something for her. They don't care. And if, they, if she has an agreement with them, um, they're going to be loyal to her. And if they, you know, they bite her, she's going to not do any more business with them. That's the deal, you know. And Gail will continue to be very successful like all you guys will be if somebody takes advantage of you. But listen, guys, most people will not do that. I mean, I have to believe that that's the case. And if it's the case, then shame on them, quite honestly. Don't worry about it if you make the mistake. You didn't do anything wrong. You did the right thing. And if they screw you, well, hey. They're, they're going to karmatically, they're going to get something in return, which is not going to be very good for them, okay? Yeah, guys, yeah. Any, it's the sister karma never forgets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> guys, any other questions, guys? Anybody else out there want to chime in? Yeah. Can you hear me, Gail? I can hear you. Yep. Yeah, Oscar? Okay. This is Felix with the Realty. Oh, Felix. Felix. Hey, Felix. How you doing, Felix? How, very well, very well. Gail, you said you you had them show the property a certain way. Can you give me a little feedback on, on how, how you have them show property? 
when we when we walk when we walk in the front door, I kind of I, I go through. They have a copy of the MLS listing. I have a copy of the MLS listing. I let them know how many days are on market. This is a three bedroom, three bathroom. Based on what their wants were, I let them know everything that were on their wants and everything that was on their must haves. Um, I let them know it's a split bedroom, uh, bedroom floor plan, and I let them go look. And before they leave, I, they have a pen with them, and they have no paper, but I encourage them to take that first MLS, and I turn it over, and I said, okay, write down what you liked about this property and what you didn't like about this property. Okay. So that they remember it. I said, because you may forget something about this property when we get to property number three. Right, right, right. right. In this, do the second thing in the same home, and then before I leave that second home, it's like, okay, saw property number one, you saw property number two, which one is the better property? And I take the sheet away that it's not, is the bad property. Oh, so I see, okay. whittle it down. Okay, and then I do that again. Okay, based on everything you liked about this and this one, now which one is the better property? So at the end of the day, they should have the number one property of those three to five listings that they were shown. Right. Okay, right, right. this one ticks almost all of your boxes, except it doesn't have this, but you could add that. Are you ready to make an offer? Good stuff. Okay. So, so, so Felix, that's a great question. And, you know, and Gail, I'm, I'm guessing that you'll talk to Misty about or she'll, she'll see how you do that, and she does the exact same thing, basically, right? Or not basically, she just Correct. does the same thing. That's the standard that you have for her. Great. So, guys, Correct. if you're getting a showing agent, even if you just mock train that right there, what Gail talked about, that, that works well. Um, ideally, you know, with your first couple of times, that especially if they're in your office, you might have a, an agent that works with you in your office. They can go on with you and shadow you and that whole deal there, and that would be a great thing to do. So cool. Any other questions, guys, before we wrap this up? Okay. So, guys, listen, I appreciate your time today. Gail, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I know we went over the time, so now I've got to pay you for this. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> uh, any parting shots for everybody? Anybody, Gail, uh, that you want to sh throw out there, and we'll, we'll shut this down. Don't become a buyer's agent unless you don't want to make any money. <laughs> if you want to make more money, so you can go where you want to go, give what you want to give, and get what you want to get. Be a listing agent and learn how to leverage out the buyer. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful note to end on, guys. Take that at heart. Go back and listen to this recording again. It will be up at Real Profit Builders later on today. And uh, please listen to it. Have your team listen to it, whatever it takes. Got any questions, please reach out to me, Mike at MikeHusson.com, and I'll be more than happy to answer them for you. And we'll have a couple of documents online for you guys to pull down so you can take this next to the next level. Gail, thank you. God bless you. Appreciate your thank time. You. We'll, uh, we really look forward to uh, making this happen again, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, guys, for being Bye. here. We'll make it a great Thank day. Thank you for listening, you guys. Thank you all. Okay. all right. Bye. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.